the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, today is also your last day not to listen to a uh, live edition of the Bruce Hooley Show, although it is that as well. It is the last day to enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You could win mortgage or rent payments for all of 2023, and you can enter uh, once per day, actually more than that. There are ways to increase your chances of winning. Imagine if you did not have to pay your mortgage in 2023. Uh, very easy to do. Just go to 989theanswer.com or theanswerdayton.com. You will find a banner. Click on it, and you will be able to do it. Now, during um, this time last year, we were being threatened by Omicron, a bigger, badder version of COVID. And we were being told again to mask up and booster up and vaccine up and the like. And one of the big proponents of that was uh, CNN's medical professional, Dr. Leona Wen. In fact, here is a CNN column written by Leona Wen in September of 2021. And the headline says, the unvaccinated should not be allowed to leave their homes. Quote from the doctor was, you have the option to not get vaccinated if you want, but then you can't go out in public. And a lot of us said, that's ridiculous. Come on, what are you crazy? And we were told we were conspiracy theorists. We were vaccine deniers. We were more interested in killing grandma and other innocent people than we were and caring about our fellow man. Well, Leona Wen has changed her tune today in the Washington Post. She is writing a column where she's basically joined the other side, our side. Because here are the things that she writes in today's column. The... uh, People who were vaccinated were four times more likely to become severely ill with COVID or die from COVID, four times more likely when vaccinated, as opposed to those of us who were infected with COVID, never vaccinated, and recovered. I remember saying all along that I was putting my faith in the fact that I was a healthy, not overweight, well, I was overweight then, but not as overweight as I wasn't obese, but I was healthy and I figured my own natural immunity from having had COVID would give me a better shot going forward than the shot they wanted me to get every month or every other month. I wasn't comfortable with the technology. And when I talked to a friend of mine who got the old technology and the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, he said, man, I was miserable for like a day and a half. And I thought, I'm not doing that. I'm going to take my chances. So Leona Wynn today says, if you were vaccinated and you never had COVID, You were four times more likely to become severely ill or die than those who were never vaccinated but got COVID and recovered. Oh, she had more. Two months after the COVID shot, those who had been vaccinated but never had COVID were twice as likely to get infected as the unvaxxed people who had COVID and recovered. Six months after vaccination, 
you were three times more likely to get infected than somebody who had just had COVID and recovered from it. And say again where we can read all of her oh, stats. Oh, you can read about it all in the Washington Post. Washington if you Post. can get behind the paywall. Yeah. The only reason I ask is I, I know someone who's had it five times. COVID or the vaccine? Had, they've Well, that's where I'm going here. Okay. Five times they've had COVID and they've been boosted six times, oh boy. including the first one. So a total of six in doc, uh, uh, you know, six shots. And and I, I just, I, no offense to anybody yeah. who does have the shots. That's okay. It's your choice, but it should be your choice. So you know this person. I know this person, yes. Wow. I he's not... a veteran. He's in his 50s. Mm, he's not, well, I, I thought you were talking about Anthony Fauci. I thought maybe you knew Anthony Fauci. He's been, he's been stuck like five or six times. Yeah. Here's Anthony Fauci way before COVID, way before COVID, way back in like the 1990s. Here's Anthony Fauci saying something that he never said during the COVID outbreak. She's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And if she she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. If she really has the flu. She should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because it's it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Mm, The most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. A lot of us relied on that. And how wisdom. long ago was that? That was like in the uh, 80s or uh, 90s. Yeah. Yes. Anthony well, was a much younger man then. Now, yeah. He was a much poorer man then before he started getting royalty checks from Pfizer and Moderna. So, uh, we're glad that COVID is not as big a thing now, but they're they're trying to scare you again because hey, you know, if it worked once, the fear-mongering, the keeping you under their thumb, why would they not do it again? It is wonderful to be vindicated on matters like this. And I would hope that the next time we would not be nearly as eager to just embrace and believe what our betters tell us, because if anything, they have proven that they are not our betters. One year ago, let me take you back in the Wayback Machine to one year ago, to a tweet from WhiteHouse.gov. We are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing, and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Wow, way to inspire confidence in the populace. They were wrong. They're wrong about a lot. And they never tire of being wrong because they are in the process of being wrong again on the budget for 2023. You might be struggling and I'm struggling. We're all struggling with the impact of inflation. Our prices are through the roof. Why do we have inflation? Well, we now know that we were also right when we said in March of 2021 Uh, probably not a great idea to spend trillions of dollars on the quote-unquote Build Back Better Act because if you just let the American economy rebound naturally from COVID, the demand is there, the people are itching to get back out and go to work, you don't need to artificially stimulate the economy with a bunch more money. Doing it will cause inflation. No, it won't. 
cause inflation? And if it does cause inflation, there were a couple different options that we had there. Then you could say, that'll be good. Remember they said that inflation, oh, a little inflation will be good. Or they'll say, what? It's transitory. Won't last. Come on, worry wart. Well, here we are with inflation now at 7.1%, and they're gloating about inflation being at 7.1% because it's come down for five straight months. Yeah, but it's still 7.1%. Don't focus on that. Focus on the fact that it's gone down for five straight months. Can I focus on where it was five months ago at over 9%? No, 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 no. Don't focus on that. We've got everything under control. We have it so under control, we're going to pass another $1.7 trillion deal called the Omnibus Spending Act. Oh, isn't this a wonderful idea? Democrats no longer have the House or won't in January. So Republicans in the Senate, led by Mitch McConnell, think, well, I guess, you know, it's Christmas time. Maybe we should give the Democratic administration a little present. Maybe we should give them a budget for all of 2023 rather than just a continuing resolution and let our own party members in the House clamp down budgetarily in January so that we don't feed more inflation. No, Mitch McConnell's all about this latest budget, um, which is an interesting dichotomy because his counterpart in the Senate from his same state, Kentucky, is dead set against the omnibus bill that he wheeled into a press conference yesterday, Rand Paul did, with all kinds of stickers on the cart on which he wheeled the budget. Danger. You know, it, ran, it looked like Rand Paul was transporting something toxic. And if you read it, it is toxic. It's toxic to the American economy. It's toxic to, well, it's toxic on the border. It's toxic in its wokeness. What is in the 1,400-page omnibus spending bill? Oh, we'll tell you next. And my guess is... If you have to pick sides here between the Rand Paul, this is nonsense side, or the Mitch McConnell, this is great, and we all think it's fantastic side, you'd probably be siding with Rand Paul. So they are fighting on Capitol Hill this morning about the budget. The $1.7 trillion budget for all of 2023. I don't know why. Republicans in the Senate, led by Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the top Republican, why they would be allowing Democrats to pass a budget when in January, House Republicans are going to take control of the House and thus have control of the purse strings. But when you listen to Mitch McConnell... Uh, Well, it's not a mystery why he is championing this budget. Listen to how he characterizes it. So, admittedly, I'm pretty proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve, through this omnibus spending bill, essentially all of our priorities. Ah. So... Mitch says they were able to achieve through this all of their priorities. Well, uh, we don't have time, Mitch, to run through all of your priorities. But could you just uh, share with us your top priority? Providing assistance for 
the Ukrainians, to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. Is that right? Is that your top priority as a conservative? Providing Ukraine all the resources it needs to defeat Russia. Now, I would love to see Ukraine defeat Russia. I would love to see other countries in Europe who will be more in peril than we will if Russia takes over Ukraine to kick in a little bit of something for the effort as well. No, here at home, I have um, I have several priorities that are above helping the Ukrainians defeat Russia. Number one would be getting inflation under control. Maybe the border, getting that secure. Uh, I would like to put a firewall between the government and big tech, and I would like to stop the FBI and the DOJ from picking and choosing whose political ideologies they want to further and whose they want to crush and label as extremist. Those would be a couple things that would be on my priority list ahead of, oh, I'd like to protect unborn life. Yeah. I'd like to protect religious liberty. Yeah. I got a lot of things on my list ahead of funding the Ukrainian war, the endless Ukrainian war. How much is there in this budget to fund the endless Ukrainian war? Um, I lost track because in the last nine months, we've given them $130 billion. Oh, here it is. It's like $45 billion more for Ukraine. $45 billion. Or, if my math from way back in the day is correct, nine times the amount that Donald Trump asked for to build a southern border wall that a Senate headed by Mitch McConnell and the Republican Party refused to give him. $5 million is all Trump needed to build the southern border wall. It costs more now. Thank you, Joe Biden and inflation. But couldn't spare it. Couldn't spare it. But upwards of $200 billion for Ukraine? Sure. Sure. All day long. That's Mitch McConnell's top priority. And so Mitch McConnell is for this budget. As I said, his counterpart from Kentucky, Rand Paul, is not. As he showed when he wheeled the omnibus bill, all 1,400 pages of it, into a press conference yesterday. I brought with me the Omni, 4,155 pages. When was it produced? In the dead of the night, 1.30 in the morning when it was released. Now, people argue that it's conservatives' fault. It's, you don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? The people in charge of spending. The people in charge of both of the parties. When did they know that this would be necessary? Well, it's in the law, September 30th. You got nine months, almost 10 months, to produce a plan, to have a spending plan. They weren't ready on September 30th, so they voted themselves 90 more days. They weren't ready last week either, so they voted themselves another week. And now we have it at 1.30 in the morning this morning. But what's the clamor? The clamor is to vote. Vote now. Let's get it done. Why are you standing in the way of spending? Well, the real question is this. What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? $1.1 trillion in new debt 
Or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win. It's a big win. We're getting $45 billion for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? Or are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no-good, rotten way to run your government. $6 trillion entity, and they want 24 hours to process this, and then they want to go forward. Yeah, it's like Nancy Pelosi said years ago, we'll have to pass it to find out what's in it. No, actually, you can debate it in committee, and you can take a much less hair-on-fire approach to passing it. But Mitch McConnell, well, he wants to be in front of the fire on Christmas Eve in his old Kentucky home. And so he's made it his mission to go along with the Democrats on this and get out of Washington, maybe in advance of the big winter storm that's coming. He doesn't want to be stuck there over the holidays because, after all, you work for Mitch. He doesn't work for you. Now, how much money is there in this for the southern border, for instance? Since we're giving $45 billion to Ukraine, how much are we giving to Customs and Border Protection? $17 billion. Well, Well, that'll fix the border, right? Because you've heard Corinne Jean-Pierre say what she's been told to say because it's in her little book and she says everything she's given to read because she doesn't have an original thought banging around in that head of hers. You've heard her say that the Republicans just need to get on board and give us the money to fix the border. So will $17 billion fix the border? Well, it depends. Let me read to you from the omnibus budget what the Customs and Border Protection funding can be used for and what it cannot be used for. And I quote, none of the funds provided shall be used to, quote, hire permanent federal employees. Okay, so we're not getting more border protection agents. None of the money funded can be used for, quote, any flight hours other than those flown by U.S. Customs and Border Protection Air and Marine Operations, except for internal transportation of non-citizens. So in other words, they can spend the $17 billion to fly illegal aliens from the border into whatever town they want. Number three. What else is the $17 billion for or not for? None of the funds can be used to, listen to this, acquire, maintain, or extend border security capabilities. Can't build a wall, can't build a virtual wall, can't do anything with the $17 billion to make it harder to get into the country. And Mitch McConnell's for it. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.